This is the part where you're supposed to turn on the microphones, isn't it? That's the one. <laughs> Listen, everybody, we all know uh, the drama, drama, dramas over the last uh, couple of days. Obviously, plenty to talk about coming up in the next few minutes. Uh, all here on the big kickoff. Good evening, it's Thursday the 18th of April of 2019. This is the big kickoff here in Liffey Sound 96.4. Good evening, Mr. Roy Shannon. Good evening. How, How are you? How art thou? <laughs> yeah, not bad. Hadn't happened over the last day or two. <laughs> there might have been a few goals. I don't think we can go anywhere apart from talk about the drama that was the Champions League last night. And as guys on uh, Tommy, I can't think of Tommy Portel, Tommy's surname on Virgin Media, there, he said there's bound to be there was nothing more dramatic than, than that on any other channels ar- around last night it was crazy unbelievable yeah um, no, it was great and it's all set up as well for some beautiful semi-finals that, that it couldn't be couldn't be any better yeah because it kicked off for me obviously everyone knows City won the game 4-3 but went down 4 all uh, with the, the away goal against Spurs in the quarterfinals of the Champions League I'm going to be honest I kicked, I kicked off to watch Liverpool just to kind of get the first few minutes just to get the feel of it to say yeah it's fairly alright because I knew Porter were going to come at it um, and they did but had nothing in the final third yeah. realistically some bad misses one or two half chances and then 1-0 4 minutes alright Graham 1-0 I was like Jesus and I don't know what happened did I go outside for a minute or whatever then it was 2-1 or 2-all or he flicked over I was like what the because f- I didn't see the update so I must have stepped out for a second so it was like yeah screw Liverpool and I was over um, and then I heard Manny scored and that was it um, but I had everything and it was just end to end People who would have had doubts over VAR, they would have converted some of them last night. Not all of them. No, the, There'll always be no. somebody who won't like it. But it definitely would have converted a few because it was great drama. Brilliant. Oh, no, it was till the end, till the death. Yeah. That was the, the biggest thing. You couldn't take your eye off the game. And because you, as soon as the goal went in, you're thinking, oh, Ericsson, what a Muppet. Like, yeah. oh, what are you doing? Just rosette. I know it's against his religion or uh, these type of football. It was just lashing out. And then all of a sudden, I had a clutch in here. And then you see the replay going, oh, yeah, it did touch. Ah. But then the sheer joy and the sheer pain within two or three minutes of the City yeah. players and fans. Yeah, it no. was... I'm not taking pleasure in it, but I took pleasure in the fact of the drama of it all, if it, you know what I mean. It was... As they were talking about on the telly last night, it was the best entertainment probably on telly oh, boy, of my, that night. I boy, mean, a country model. Gary Lineker tweeted, I feel sorry for people who don't like football tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so. But it's true and it was super. But regardless of the drama, the VAR and everything else, it was, a, it was just a great game. And it's window dressing. September to December is just window dressing with the yeah. groups. It's all about two-legged knockout. I know you probably can't do it for a whole year and get rid of the groups, but you'd love to get rid of it quicker because ju- you just can't beat it. It has to be done though, doesn't yeah. it? I suppose it has to be done but I mean, you think about it though, the last 16, it wasn't just overly amazing rounds of, of games. Now I know United got through United, on that one but, um, but like they don't, it, it's normally quarterfinals, semifinals, you're getting the 
big big yeah. games so. but even in 16s they're still great rounds as well because obviously Ajax turned everything on its head by fluking it past Real Madrid yeah. but now it's not fluke no more and I tell you one thing Spurs can't rest on your laurels that's for sure because yeah. I tell you one thing some of that football they played on Tuesday unbelievable you wouldn't even see it on FIFA yeah um, and but, as soon as said he said he's being hyper picky he said they tried to score the perfect goal instead of just burying it yeah. putting it to bed it was some of the passing and some of the passing they were trying to do was really good to see but they looked like they were going to score every time they went forward. Incredible. Yeah. No, it was and, incredible. And that, that, you kind of think, God, right, they're getting into a semi-finals. These kids haven't been there before. Is that experience going to go against them? It's not going against them so far, so I don't see why it should go against them. They're playing a quick, precise, and really without any fear at all. Exactly. So, And they have the experience behind them, which is great. When you look at Manchester United win the Europa League against Ajax and how they progressed yeah, yeah. so yeah. Th- th- that learning process is there so it's great. we'll do the breakdown obviously of the semi-finals that are coming up and obviously we'll talk about uh, the two big the two big ones here in this country Liverpool United and, uh, and what happened over the last few days coming up after this you've pulled one from the vaults I see yeah I heard this only a couple of weeks ago it's probably donkey's years it is 97 is it yeah, there you go, 97 the anyhow the uh, album's called Feel yeah have we got that volume pumped up here for this one yes. this is uh, Rochford with who <laughs> how, how could I? If I only saw the bad, not the good things that I had, and if that's the Just want to reiterate there, just in case my my man Tony zomped out of it in uh, Tala Hospital. If he's if he's with it, listening and tuning, uh, get well soon, mate, and we'll see you. I presume you're not coming out for points tomorrow night, but hopefully you'll be okay. Poor old man got his. Uh, I can't even. Pre- appendic- appendectomy is that is that appendectomy? Yeah, Gary's nothing. It's close enough. Anyway, yeah, when he came out, he was out of it, and he um, wasn't sure what he was in for. He kind of said, oh, I don't know, with a, a boob job apparently. <laughs> 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 now that could be the, the fiance kind of slagging to me kind of and he probably never said that but that's what she told me he was that out of it he thought he was in for a boob job so I uh, hope they're looking well and pert anyway um, you have something here I you do. might as well fit it in I presume it's to do with Spurs because I'm, I'm reading here uh, Spurs fans singing about Arsenal after beating Man City last night ah you always have to oh Yeah, we get the message. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like Arsenal. And they're happy. Oh, so. I don't know. <laughs> but one of the things from the Manchester City game, before we go into the game, yeah. one of the big things that came out of the game was the all the fans had left the stadium, more or less. Oh, is 95%. that the background of the video? Because just uh, before you get into it, he, he, the camera doesn't move. So I'm like, is this a bit of a spoof here to wind up the City fans? But by all accounts, a lot of people are backing it up and saying yeah. this is what happened. So what is it? So this is basically Manchester City are playing crowd noises through their speakers. In an empty stadium? Yeah. Well, what looks like an empty stadium? Go for it. 
And that's basically it. Yeah. And with you, you were saying yourself on the way in, the, the flags. flags and stuff. Like, look, some fans are more famous and whatever, and this, that, and the other. But that's irrelevant. But when you're watching City yesterday, not and it wasn't because I'm a fan of another club and I'm just trying to poke it or whatever. But it was just a bit. It was a bit too staged for my liking. Like they literally had everywhere flags everywhere, too many banners, too many. It's like listen, they're not there every other week, you know. Like you see them in Old Trafford and you see them in at Liverpool and it's what they're known for. And they and then all of a sudden City and then they try to do the whole bus thing in the second leg after the first time with Liverpool yeah, and yeah. they really tried to do it last year and it's like. I understand and I get it and I suppose I shouldn't be poking holes but maybe that's half the reason why they don't get the atmosphere because the old fans are sitting there going this is ridiculous this is not what we're up for yeah. and the other half unfortunately they are Brown Sandwich Brigade they have to be you know they can't fulfil Man City are allegedly a massive club and they're allegedly a massive club in Manchester where you think at least 40,000 fans would show up at Wembley mm-hmm. I know fair enough a lot of them are going to talk about the cost and this that and the other but it's the FA Cup semi-final. I'd quicker go to that than the league game. Yeah, uh, That's down in wherever it is. And there's only a couple of thousand. I'm shocked that 40,000 can't make their way down to Wembley. Um, yeah, and it, it brings a lot of questions about Manchester City mm. fans. And Now, they could be, the ordinary fan could be priced out. Oh, no, listen. Let's face there's it. There's plenty of fans out there. Yeah. Like, they've had fans over the years. Mm. But it's the, it's the new fan. Mm. And, and I think they feel that they have the right to go yeah. out and... And it's like that all clubs, in fairness. Even Liverpool and, and United yeah. are very touristy yeah, nowadays. If you know? Liverpool and Man United were going to the Carabao Cup, <laughs> they'd have a full house. <laughs> the old guarded show, yeah, yeah. yeah they'd have the yeah. full house. No, so I it, you're right. there's a bit, of, a bit of football snobbery going on yeah, with them. Possibly, without a shadow of a doubt. Now, we did have VAR in the game. and uh, It done its job. It, it did its job. Not everyone had the same opinion, though. Ooh. I mean, we all saw... The angles, what the what the referee and the official saw, VAR saw last night. Now, apparently, I've been informed there are angles that was never afforded to the, the officials last night. And I've seen an angle where, had Kakir seen that angle, I'm almost certain he would have disallowed that goal last night. So, if we're if we've got VAR, we've got to give them all the afforded angles to look at that decision because. For me, I mean, if we, if we look at this, we've, been, we've seen some handballs given this season against defenders in the Champions League that are not deliberate because of directives from Roberto Rossetti. Now, hang on, we can't have it both ways. If people are saying, oh, yeah, it wasn't deliberate, well, hang on a minute. There's penalties that have been given that weren't deliberate. Yeah. Well, with that situation, I think it's such a massive, massive call. That, 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 the consequence of what happened next, because it ended up in the back of net, it has to be disallowed. And of course, next season they are changed. They've changed the interpretation of the handball, or where that will automatically be ruled out. Got a point. That's Mark Hasley. Ha- ha- Mark Halsey. Halsey. That's right. Yeah, was used to choose former to Premier League manager or referee. Um, I can't say. I can't say I agree with him. Gary thinks it was a handball. What do you think? Oh, absolutely not. I think he did handle it, but the way we know the game as it is for the last years. No, no. The ball, the ball came across. It did glance off his elbow. Yeah, but it got misdirected in towards the goal by his hip. Ultimately, yeah. His arm was tucked in as much as your arm can be tucked into mm. your side. You cannot move it. You can't chop your arm off. So, yeah, hundred percent for me. I know the angle that Mark there was talking about. Yeah, and it, and Rio Ferdinand and wouldn't it does, stop going it on does about show it. That it does show that there is a, 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 a ball hitting the hand, but that doesn't mean that it's handball. 
Hold on, Gary, Gary's in. Gary's it was, in. it was handball. I had to come in. My show was, I'm emailing my show to myself, so I'd, <laughs> I had 10 minutes to spare. Hold on, hold on. What, what was the, what was the one? I was trying to think of the map. What was the, was it the Liverpool one? A couple, the previous week where your man was doing a dive and tackle. Uh, Alison kind of, and he went tapped up. it onto, I think it was Alexander Arnold's arm. Yeah. So in theory. He was, he was sliding down. Sorry. Yeah. He was sliding down with his arm up and it glanced. Yeah. I'd say it glanced off his arm and there was a penalty. Now he had no, he was going up and like you can't, you, you lads probably train footballers, but mm. you can't do a dive and tackle without putting your hands up like that. And I, I they gave a peno for that. Like I mm. saw the angle. I'd agree with your man. There was one angle that it definitely, yeah, you it can definitely see the, hit his the, arm the and then went down onto his hip. And, and the bottom line is, that's, that's I suppose the biggest point that Mark Halsey's making, and I suppose I don't think anyone can argue, is the consistency. Like the United one, we wouldn't, the one at PSG, we probably wouldn't have thought it was a handball, mm-hmm. but your man gave it. So therefore, in theory, they should all be given. And next year they will be, so this will be undebatable anyway. Once it touches it, it doesn't matter. It's oh, a I, think, I think it'd be more debatable from... Yeah, but once it touches it, it's a penalty. End of. No yeah. matter when, accidental, not accidental, once it connects. Now, the only problem I'd have is this. Our lad's going to start scooping it up and hitting off people's arms. Yeah. See, if I'm thinking about it, I'm going to get a shot off on goal. I'm going to shoot at his hand. I'm going to oh, shoot yeah. at his arm earlier now. Mm. Now, I'm, now I'm going to try that's and the problem, take and that's advantage where of it. They'll have to rein it back in. It's not. It's it's a. But I do agree with the consistency, though. Oh, in theory, oh no, the, you probably yeah, should. I think the pr- the pressure has been put on the referees to give these handballs now, but you can't. It's unnatural the way defenders are going out 100% now. agree. Putting their arms behind their back. It's just it's unnatural. Mm. I don't think it's a goal. I, I, I sorry. I think it's a goal. Me personally, but I do. It is very hard to poke holes at. The fact that, unfortunately, it has been up and down this year, but that's because there's a grey area this year. Next year, once it hits it, it's done. Mm. It'll be a penalty. Yeah. But as you, be said, interesting. as you said, lads will kick the ball. Oh, you know you'll it. will kick the ball at a fella's hand. One thing footballers are minute, good at. minute it hits your hand, if they're saying... So if someone falls in the ground, he's lying on the ground, oh, his arm's out, probably. someone rolls the ball and hits his arm, penalty. Yeah. You know, yeah. Where, yeah. Where, do you, where does it stop? You know, so it, it is... Direct. That's going to be the fun next year. The biggest problem with football now at the moment is... Uh, the lawmakers who are slightly destroying the game with their anal laws, mm. basically. That's what it is. Um, you look at VAR. VAR is, is good, mm-hmm. but I actually think they're giving too much power to VAR. Mm. I, I looked at the, uh, the AX and Juventus game the mm-hmm. other night. The game, which was the other game, Barcelona and Manchester United, they were showing angles on the telly from all angles mm. of a VAR incident. And they weren't shown any for the Ajax and <clears throat> Juventus one. Only VAR themselves could see it and were telling them yes or no. So you don't even what see it. What do you mean? The ref couldn't see it? No, the ref couldn't see it. And the t- people on t- TV couldn't see it, which normally you do see the replay. There was no screen there for the ref if he really wanted, if he really wanted it. He didn't want it. He was, he was, oh, well, then, he was happy to take yes or no. So who was actually refereeing the game now? Mm. I, I, I think mm. it's. I think it's. I think it's gone stretched too far. I definitely think if it's a penalty, yes or no, and the goal line technology, if it's over the line, yes or no. Other than that, offside. No, no, no. I think why have for line? goal instances. No, see, uh, you're you're taking everything away. There's no I responsibility. Agree. How many times? How Both. many times did they get called for VAR last night? And it's going to get worse. There's going to be. 10 to 20 calls for VAR Yeah, but when, every they talk, game. when they're talking about having a limit, 
like American it's, football, you have timeouts. It, it, that you'll have three. It'll change. Three VAR. Mm. You know, but um, yeah, I think like obviously Nike and all of these are going to uh, come out uh, with new jerseys where there'll be no sleeves. <laughs> So you'll just have lads putting. They'll be like, <laughs> and like, there'd be paint on the yeah. on the ball. So that yeah, look, yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like like uh, what's the colours? Sp- uh, sp- what's it? There'll be this special. Uh, what's the thing you go where you're shooting? You're shooting scan their arms. What's that thing you go? Paintball. Paintball. Yeah, they'll be like that. But Ultimate they're, they're football. Literally, literally, will be lads with in jerseys. With rope, no arms, yeah, with their arms roped around you know. themselves, and uh, yeah, I think. But look, if you look at if, if you look at rugby, mm-hmm. it's fantastic in rugby. I think yeah. it's much better. You know, I think there's always been a sort of like grudgery, the grudgery bringing it into football. Because they but don't like, want I mean, to admit rugby, that they need in, to change or yeah. they need to make some rounding uh, the corners of some of the rules. Rugby's way ahead of it, in fairness. Yeah, and but, I'd like to think in four or five years' time, yeah, we will also, have it fairly. But also, slick. I think. Even I, I'd be more, you know, more into my rugby than, than yeah. football. I do support Leeds, though. But uh, it's starting to creep into foot, into rugby now that refs aren't making a decision at all. Yeah. I'd have to agree with you, yeah. You know, every single try seems to go to... You see something, you say, that's a try, and the ref just should go... The TMO. Yeah. yeah. Literally every, every try. Every try. And, and it's, it's sort of... It, Initially, it's it's great. a little yeah. bit, isn't it? Yeah. No, but yeah. that's the fair. That's a fair point because you're right. Because pretty much without fail, every try literally mm. goes. But the only person, the only person who doesn't do it is Nigel Owens. Like Nigel will, Nigel Owens himself in the lights. Will will is I think is the best referee. But like he, you know, I'd say if your man Pierre Luigi Colina was a ref now, he'd still be, stick to his guns be, a bit more. None of these lads coming up to him doing the old VAR symbol. He'd yeah. be saying it's a goal kick or it's a penalty. You never yeah, saw. Yeah. You never saw anybody talk back to him at all yeah. because he, he, he had the authority there wasn't wishy-washy and nobody talks back to Nigel Owens no you know and there's that respect I think in football there's just a huge amount of disrespect like a, the ref makes that's a decision because they're allowed yeah the ref makes a decision and he's absolutely the, the classic you know Man United one the where Arsenal they, they corralled him yeah, into yeah. the corner yeah. and screamed at him like you know again, that's slowly dissipated but at the same time they still can have the pop and they try, they're trying to kind of mm. just push the captains, but they're not really enforcing it the way they should. Yeah, but I know they didn't. They bring it in in, a, in a, a test thing in the Scottish third division, where only the captain could yeah. talk to the ref. Like and it's, it's kind sort of, of it sort of dissipated, disappeared. Yeah, it's kind of the unwritten one now, where you see a lot of the captains go up and pull, yeah. pull lads away. Yeah, but this is the one thing, and this whatever about Farhad, but football. They don't progress the way other sports do. Mm. They can moan and bullshit that it's the speed of the game and that's the reason why. No, mm. it's because the people want to see what's right and mm. cricket done it, rugby have done it, they all done it where they need certain instances and even American football, it has to happen and, and, and football now because it's so bloody big, it has to be in in some way, shape or yeah. form. It's just, just put your hands up and but say, you, right, you this say, one's not working and scrap that decision. But and would you say, same with VAR, would just you say, be honest. Would you say with VAR, if, if VAR was around, would you say they would have they would have got the Maradona handball. Of course they would have. And what was the famous one? Porel, the 66, they wouldn't have won the World no, but Cup. Stephen Gerrard. Remember the Stephen Gerrard one? Semi-final against Chelsea, Liverpool yeah. probably but wasn't would have been w- screwed. wasn't there one in the World Cup that England was clearly, oh, yeah. clearly Frank, scored? Uh, Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard, Frank Lampard yeah. clearly scored. And they would have given. That would have meant they would have got beaten 4-3 instead of 4-2 because mm. they were getting battered no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I think, you know, when you look back, there's, there's real contentious, the England-Germany yeah. 
probably wouldn't have been given. And of course, in an Ireland sense, we all know the famous one, Thierry Henry. Yeah. Terry would we Henry. Be, would we Terry be going to shoot? Or, or cheating bastard. Sorry. <laughs> or Saipan. They have VAR in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. Can, See, he's right. Yeah, he yeah. did call him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Terry Henry one would have been exactly ruled out straight away. And Delaney would be still in his job because <laughs> oh. he wouldn't have got that sneaky five million and God knows what. That's, that's for that's later on. Day. But in relation to VAR, look, I think we all are in agreement that we do like it, but at the same mm. time, it's... It needs to be tweaked. Yeah, it's, it's in its infancy and there's still a bit of work to be done. I, I just don't have, a, I don't have real faith in the football authorities and getting it right because yeah. they can't stamp out and they don't have a willingness to stamp out diving, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just don't seem to... They don't seem to really put their stamp on everything. Yeah. And knowing just the I way football, it. knowing the way football goes, the VAR will be sponsored by somebody, and it'll be going <laughs> VAR sponsored by Coca Cola. Big savers. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we'll come up with a bit more Champions League and everything else that's uh, coming up after this. You're listening to Liffey Side on ninety six point four FM. Yes, welcome back here to the big kickoff here on Liffey Sound 96.4 on the 18th of April. It's 21-27. Um, just to round off the Champions League, yeah, Barcelona, Genoa football is the charts. It, like, it goes up and down. It's a bit like the charts with the singles. Now Messi's the greatest player of all time again. Yeah. Ronaldo's number two. And no doubt next week, Ronaldo will get a hatching. He'll be back to number one. But listen, I couldn't care less there. I, I, I think it's Lennon and McCartney with them, as I said. I'm... I'm Bandying the two of them together now, I can't, I can't get into it. But Messi showed his class on on Tuesday, which is what we we want to see them doing what they do, um, and it was a great goal. Oh, unbelievable! The first Real goal, stereotypical. Was un- Again, you can pick at you can pick at yeah. how Ashley Young played a, a stupid ball forward and could have played very played poorly the very last couple poorly, of weeks, very poorly. Um, uh, but you can't take away from what he did. And the minute he got to the edge of the box. You knew it. You knew it was going Inside the post and yeah. on, on the ground. He yeah. loves that kind of yeah. on, on the oh, floor. It's a beautiful game. And then to hey of our people, um, let's one slip. Look, they all do it. Uh, that's, it's, uh, that killed it, though. That was over there. Uh, you, you literally seen the, uh, any hope or life that you know, you'd had. Once that second one, you could see it leaving everyone, and then that was it. It was job done. Uh, Liverpool last night, same thing. You know, Porto just huffed and puffed, didn't really have anything in the cutting edge. Of course, Liverpool got their chance, Mane got it, and then it just slowly but surely just chipped mm. away more into the second half. And then, of course, Ajax just were just superb. Uh, I really am impressed with Ajax. And the one thing I certainly will say about Ajax, start watching your Divisie for the next couple of weeks. Start watching every game because they are gone. Gone, in yeah. six weeks' time, they are gone. That's it. They're already one player down, the Young. <laughs> the Young's gone to Barcelona. And all the The light's going to go. Yeah. Um, That's why I think I'd like, the beak. I'd like to see them win it. I know you're, you want to see Liverpool win it, but I'd love to see them win it because they probably they won't get a chance. I again. wouldn't argue somebody's opinion of that. And to be honest, if I was to lose to anybody, I would never like to lose to anybody. But it, I take it one percent less yeah. if it was Ajax. Yeah. Just purely because it isn't something that's going to happen again, and they are gone. There's no denying. It's like Monaco two or three years ago. Um, the, the rumours have been before this quarter final the rumours were there and now they're just going to go up another another notch or two so yeah get out there and start watching them because they're got, as I said they, they'll be disbanded and they've been saying this for the last few years do tell every time you have a chance to watch uh, Messi play do it <laughs> he's not going to last forever same and there's only so many times there was can, a bit of crack with um, <clears throat> Virgil Media now it wasn't soon as being his usual kind of spiky self but he, he was kind of alluding to listen Ronaldo's kind of he doesn't do a lot anymore like he still knows how to put the ball in the back of the net and there were it, it was a serious one but he wasn't being catty about it and um, 
of course he scored the goal and they were there at half time and Tommy was kind of quoting everything he said and this that and the other and he had a little look at him he's going feck it I'm going for it so anyway let's go through Ronaldo's goal Graham and you can see him kind of laugh and he goes yeah but that's all he did and now he said it purely joking yeah. but it was a great goal he was behind the whole Nelly and then just went 100 mile an hour right to the front they knew exactly oh, what they yeah, were doing great move but in the second half unfortunately they carried him are they though again they looked oh they were very ragged as well like, they, don't get me they wrong they just looked like, obviously they're playing Ajax and they kind of look older than Ajax mm. but they did look like they were aging a little mm. bit again mm. and you think hold on Juventus should have that little bit of they have that bit of youth in there but yeah they didn't, they yeah. didn't look it was very strange um, how they imploded the way they did because they're yeah. usually known for being so solid is Aaron Ramsey going to go there and change everything for them not necessarily that's the thing now not necessarily um who, who would he be replacing see Kadir's not been playing much hmm. so is he really going to replace him will it be him and Chan you know what I mean I don't, I, I, Chan's been in and out with the team as well so they've been a bit in, indecisive actually with, with their team this year maybe that's the biggest problem um, they've one or two too many players to try and fit in anyway it is what it is so anyway Barcelona Liverpool Spores Ajax two cracking parents because Spores Ajax the kind of up and coming new breeds obviously three I think there's definitely three maybe a fourth uh, ex-Ajax players Vertonghen Aldevoireld Eriksen up against the new breed and then of course Liverpool Barca the kind of the two favorites. leading teams and the two favourites um, and to be honest the way Liverpool are this year it's, it's kind of a 50-50 like last year and, and in previous years I'd be like you know we have to be on our best but now you're kind of going do you know what we're on a level with Barca mm. you know we've got a shot here so listen it's wide open and they're going to be two great games and I don't think they'll be finished until well into the second half of both legs I think I don't yeah. think anyone's going to run away no. Um, yeah no I'm looking forward to them when, when are they? Uh, in two weeks time uh, the 20 let me get the calendar up if it will um, I think the 30th and the 1st of May is the first legs I don't know which one's Tuesday which one's okay. Wednesday and uh, yeah so we'll see how that goes so yeah that's that in Rage Champions League what have you got <laughs> I have a video but I can't get it what is going on I don't know which video right but the boys get some characters ah. they to be on from 10 till 1 o'clock it's on TalkSport Andy Goldstein and Jason Cundy and I tell you one thing they get some gems ringing in and this guy kind of has to get permission or something oh, and then it's, it's, he puts the voice know. on I, no, no I'll, get, I'll get it and I'll, I'll come <laughs> back to you uh, Golf anyway yes we obviously can't we had there. the Masters was absolutely brilliant last week into the last nine holes 15 people play, our players could have won it and very just needed, it just needed one person and I, obviously they got it in the end with Tiger Woods but any one of those the only players, one that held nerve yeah everyone slipped at some point it was there for their grasp now Dustin Johnson came in with a, a yeah. late surge but it was yeah. all too late for him yeah, I had Louis Hughes days and didn't do anything on the yeah. last day. Disappointing. Coocher didn't do much. And Mister Solid Molinari, the one time he fluffs his lines is in the back nine. But he, I think he was shaky in the first. He oh, was, he was oh, scrambling in the first nine. You know, he's very poor off the tee, which is not his. No. His, excuse me, his thing. So look, and you know what? I, I'd say there was a little the bit. Of factor, probably. Yeah, a little bit of intimidation there with Woods playing alongside Harrington. Jesus, he never. St- Stopped talking on BBC. Poor old Paul Eisinger, a guy who'd be potentially bigger, just sat in the middle, just staring up at the sky, going, I'm sure they'll add, well, it doesn't matter, I'm getting paid here, yeah, but I'm just sitting yeah. here. But Harrington, now in fairness, 99% of everything he said was gold. And he was very honest about Tiger. He says, when he creeps up on the page and he's there, it's intimidating. Yeah. People can pretend once they see his name, they know they're in for it and they know they have to be. And he says, lads, buckle. He said, it's as simple as that because they know. Tiger won't lay up so you have to be perfect and all of a sudden everything's a bit jittery so it was very interesting 
with that side of it and he says yes it is a factor and anyone who says they're not there's a liar and what did you what did you make of the, the whole finish to it well the finish was brilliant because the first nine it was a bit torn because the bloody now the only thing it was great because I wasn't fighting tiredness because usually I kind of fall asleep in the last couple of holes thinking somebody's going to win it and then wake up when somebody's getting the green jacket and the butler's cabin going he wasn't winning it what happened and of course I missed the last two or three holes of drama so it was weird with it still being bright out and yeah. not fighting the sleep and then of course the, for, the front nine I was fighting between that and Liverpool and Chelsea because it was on at the same time so I had golf on the tablet Liverpool so the front nine don't ask me at an expertise but back nine was great drama and then everyone faltering on the 12th yeah, everyone faltering on the twelve. And for, for in in two groupings, four of yeah. them went into Literally the water within fifteen minutes. Splash, but they reckon the wind had started to pick up, and they and they weren't reading um, it right. I don't know who it was on on because I was flicking between. The Shambo went and, in, and one of the one of the pros that was on the panel, the lads aren't copping onto the wind yet. It's picked up, yeah. and they were starting to go short on so many uh, holes. And of course, Tiger did what he apparently Jack Nick has always told him that middle bit between the two bunkers on that part three. If you go short, you're in the, it's in the in bunker the sand, and you're yeah. safe. And of course, he did it, stitched the green, job done. You yeah, know, course yeah. management. Um, and there was a great debate. I can't remember. I think it was Butch Harmon that said it because obviously the potential to overtake Nicholas is going to be debated again. And so he's a tree in it now. Isn't he's it? 15, and Jack Nicholas has eight. I keep going to say Jack Nicholson. Yeah, uh, 18. <laughs> has 18. And it was probably the best way to put it because you know the way Messi and Ronaldo and your blah blah blah. Who yeah. was it? And somebody came up about Nicholas and and Woods. Can we let him away with the fact that he's he's tree behind because he was away for so long? And he goes, "Listen, I'll tell you this." And he goes, uh, "Jack Nicholas is the best champion in golf," but he said Tiger Woods is the best golfer. The best champion. How's yeah. the difference between a champion? And a I don't know. I think it was his nice way of going. Oh, you're gonna give, great. I'm going to give him is this an the, award. The, the Messi, McCarthy, but I just thought it was Lennon very nicely thing. put because yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, he's the best champion because he has the most. But Tiger Woods is the best golfer, right? Which he is, sat, I think. Sat in defence. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so brilliant tournament always is and always will be. It's just that the course. You know, everyone knows the course inside yeah. out, so you know what they're facing, especially with the fifteenth part. Five, yeah, yeah. do they go for it? Do they make it? Oh, it's it's a super, super test. And it's the one that everyone and neutrals galore and women, the amount of girls in the office go, oh, I never watch golf, I always watch the Masters. Masters yeah. And of course, one of the lads who's a bit of a golfer, is it because it's pretty? And they're like, no, it's just good <laughs> drama. <laughs> and, in, and in their heads, we're going, yeah, it's because it's pretty. <laughs> but no, it is. It's one of them. And Jackie, the wife, was watching it with me and she's on watching everything and the use and ass of all the different puts. It is. It's a, it's a cracking tournament. And uh, yeah, it didn't really let us down, did it? No, no, pe- brilliant. Now, of course, jump on a week and it's the RBC Heritage at the Harbour Town Golf Links. And Shane Lowry and Graham McDowell have made brilliant starts. Lowry didn't shop or drop his shot as six birdies saw him claim the clubhouse lead. Uh, thanks around a 65. And at the moment, he still is uh, leading one ahead of a group Ryan, of Ryan four. Palmer. Ryan Palmer might threaten him. He's on the 11th and yeah. he's one shot behind. So he might threaten him. Uh, a whole host of Americans. Just, Gray McDowell, um, three under. Seamus Power is... Oh, he's crept. He's three finished under. three. Yeah, three uh, under. Good stuff. Scroll back up to the top. How much is the purse this week? Oh, Does it say... I was it there? I thought I'd seen it. One of the, I think it's $6.9 million. That's crazy money. Christ, isn't that is stick. Isn't it crazy? I didn't see, I, I only seen a bit of it today, but yeah. the European tour was on. Malinari was three was over. He playing, is he? I think he's playing three is over. Is it an Italian opener or something? I don't know. Sure, I, so I was going to say, why I would he be playing so soon? After the break. It's, so, it's a tough L gig, isn't it? Yeah, it is tough. Having to go out and play golf every week. Like, with, like a lot of these guys, would they even 
stay for the night and relax or would they literally hit the hit the air, airports literally Sunday evening straight to wherever take Monday off and then just get cracking on the Tuesday like it's it's a tough L game you can see why sometimes it doesn't oh, no, happen you can, no you can you can understand but it's a, it's a life that's not a bad life you know oh, of uh, course but you no but to try and stay motivated and stay kind of that good for four days you can see why sometimes they might have a bad one because the body are sometimes you just don't have it yeah that, but it, isn't that what Rory has been looking to do yeah. like take a break off from a tournament here and there that's what he said he might change it again next year yeah. but that's another super point um, that Harrington actually made with his many second points over that 10 minute spell where Azinger was starting to fall asleep he said it's getting to the point now where it's not just the Masters the pressure that's going on the Masters it's the fact that he hasn't won a major he said if he went out and got one of the US ones that's left the US Open and the PGA and say even the British Open if he won one or two this year he reckons that'll take half the pressure away next year because he already has another major under his belt because he said it's just getting worse and worse every year. One, to win the Mass and two, because it's been four years now, yeah. I think. Which I think it has got a point. But the one thing that let him down this week, because he was actually 11 under in par fives, which I stressed last week, that he's been fairly, I think he's, he was nearly 10 or 11 over par throughout his career on par fives on the Masters. And basically whoever gets the best scores in the par fives tends to win. But it was actually his, it was his driving of all things. He's the number one in stats and driving. It's the one thing to let him down that week. Is, on, it, on week. is it just pressure on himself? Possibly. You know, it could be. You know, and it was a bad start. And as most of the guys who were on TV on the Thursday and Friday and whatever say, you have to have a good start. You can't be too far behind because it's not the course to chase. Yeah. It's very much you have to just hang on and make as less mistakes as the rest. Yeah. So if you're seven or eight shots behind from the first day, you're pretty much in trouble. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, I'd say that's probably what it was. He had to try and play patient, even though it doesn't make sense mm. when you're trying to chase it. So, yeah. But, you know, you play that course year in, year out. You know, d- different places have different um, courses for yeah. Their, yeah. their British Open, or British yeah. Open, Irish Open, Italian Open. But the Masters in the same golf course. And with years of experience, you learn the twos yeah. and fros of it. So... You should know how to play that golf course at this oh, stage, look, you know, to challenge. And he just always seems to, he never starts right. Yeah. And but, then the one time he did, geez, we all know what happened, that famous one where... And yeah, there's Francesco, he's in that uh, the PGA Tour in Oh, it's the America. one in the States? Yeah. Jesus, there's no, no Euro this week, I don't believe. I think it's, no, I think it's next week. What date is today? No, the 25th, 24th, 29th, something. So they must have a, a week off, so. Yes, handy. There you go. Uh, we take a break and we'll come back after it. Sorry, I was just trying to find if there was a dodgy uh, American... Because Trey Mullinex... Ted Potter Jr. Yeah, that's decent. That's not Trey Mullinex is on five under. Mullinex. Seriously. I just... JT Poston. Colt Nost. I love it. I don't know where they find these people. Cameron Champ. <laughs> Listen, still now, uh, my, my new man is... Uh, was it Devin... Devin Bling? Devin Wasn't it Devin? Bling, oh, there's, yeah. there's another one. He sounds like your man. Ray Franz Jr. Five over. Anyway... More nonsense coming up after this. You're listening to Liffy Sound on 96.4 FM. Yes, it is Liffy Sound 96.4. We're at a big kickoff here with Ryan Dave on the 18th of April. It is now 21.43. There's a rat in me kitchen. What the am I going to do? That rat is St. Pat's. They are ratting out Waterford. <laughs> <laughs> go, just go through that because it's... Glenn, you're so lucky you're not here. And if you're listening, yes, I shower of rats. So poor old St. Pat's are trying to strike some gold off the back of Waterford United. Basically, um, the UEFA licensing 
uh, you have to be at least three years old and they're kind of two and a half years old or something now. They took they were taken over by a new group which was headed by Lee Power. Uh, he used to play for Norwich City. He's the chairman of Swindon Town and he has family from Waterford. I don't know That's if he's right, from yeah. Waterford himself. But anyway, they took over and they've come on in leaps and bounds and they're flying high and they came forth last year. Well fancied by a lot of experts last year and they've done a great job and they have the Europa League spot. But um, with a bit of advice from whoever it may be, Pats have kind of put in a spanner in the works and said uh, they should do it and it, they didn't just do it because they, it was fair and right it's because they were fifth and that means they'll slip and they're going to benefit and reap the rewards yeah. so anyway it is what it is it'd be very cruel if it doesn't happen or if, 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 if it means Waterford come out like as uh, Alan Reynolds the manager said he fears that Lee Perra might step away yeah. and uh, go back to just looking after Swindon Town and that could really put the uh, put them back into the doldrums of first division football again mm. um, so that's the fear factor and, and I don't think he's saying that as a scare tactic but um, unfortunately for him one of his uh, very strongest allies has currently uh, stepped aside which is John Delaney yes. Lee Power very much uh, went all in and got into bed with him two weeks ago so I'm sure there's somebody there that might help him, but there is a bit of precedent. Sporting Gil, Sporting Gil, Sporting Fingal weren't even a year old when they made it into Europe, and they managed to somehow make it happen. Wow. Some of them in the MDFAI. So I would be a little bit surprised if it switches, but with Irish football and the yeah. FAI. God only knows. Rats. Unless Pats have some serious door to bring the FEI down. Yeah. <laughs> if they're in and Europe. That's highly possible <laughs> at this stage, isn't it? So if they have some dirt, you know, we're going to find out. Yeah. Because um, more nonsense. He's, he's merely stepping aside. I'll just bring it up briefly. The, the latest is they're all going to step down. They're all going to whatever. And, and, but he's only stepping aside until the investigation's done instead of whatever. But w- w- somebody in one of their articles on RT, um, one of the long reads, Basically, he said, look, he's, he's waiting for a payout. I reckon as soon as they flash the cash, he'll say, yep, yeah, grand, shake the hands and go. Yeah. And see, that's the irony of it all, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he should be gone. I mean, the board, yeah. board members are gone. He, he should be gone. Yeah. And it was disappointing. A lot of people, a lot of associations, as you said, with Waterford, backing them. You know, hoping for, hoping for the best and for themselves. And this is the irony of it all, because a lot of people had a lot of give out, like you always call it the problem child and it never looked like, but maybe were they starting to build bridges? Were they starting to make things happen? By all accounts, the FAI were very much the driving force behind the whole deal with the council for bows and shells. Yeah. Uh, that's the talk. Now, I'm just saying, is it a bit? It, maybe it is a bit too late for a lot of clubs, but... Lee Powers come out and obviously he's been well backed now there's no shock it's Delaney's a Waterford man and Waterford got looked after and people can moan and bitch that that's probably what it is but maybe it was a bit too little too late but there was a lot of clubs that came out with a bit of a with a bit of support from which I was a bit surprised at I was surprised as well uh, were they League of Ireland clubs though? there was one or two but the Dundalk chairman came out today and he was like he's looking at it as a positive it's going to be exciting yeah. new direction yeah. fresh new attitudes let's let's so, gra- grasp it with two, so two not hands. backing him <laughs> so Dundalk not but a few others did alright I think it, it does it, it's one of those things where the country as a football community needs a new focus and well, it also exactly. needs a new vision it's a bit like the Martin O'Neill situation where you're looking at it and you know it's going nowhere and the minute someone else comes in there's a bit of hope but there's another thing where they failed yeah like we were top of the group halfway through and then we had a miserable year but the year wasn't even finished and they still gave him the new contract and they were in the middle of, like that goes to show you how much did he really know about their football yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Regardless of grassroots and this, that, and the other, the senior football is what makes them the money. Deep down, we all need a successful team. And, and I'm telling you now, we, not we need, but how much more money they'll make providing they make the Euros because but, being at home. But they it's focused so on that entirely and that was yeah. their downfall. Oh, over the years, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. But it just goes to show you they're still not great at it because it was obvious they had to go. Hmm. And what happens? They gave them a new contract and then they have to bloody pay them off instead yeah. of letting them go for free. Ah, that, that's, uh, you can have an hour-long special about it anyway. But it's done and dusted. Champions Cup rugby this week. Obviously, come on, Leinster on Easter Sunday. For me, I'm going to the final in Newcastle, so I don't want to see Sirensons against what the What date is that, Dave? Uh, the final. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, predicaments, mate. Uh, May the 11th, which is a Saturday. Okay. May the 12th, final fixtures of the season. Right. So the kicks off, kickoffs are at three. Okay. Then we finish that quarter to five. My flight back is a half five. You're joking. I potentially might, mightn't see Liverpool lift the trophy. Why didn't you sort that out? Now, the irony of it is, I'll be in Manchester. <laughs> that could be good or bad for you. <laughs> so that's the thing. So I'm going to be one of them idiots who's going to be right to the last minute. Can David Bogle please come to whatever? I am not leaving till I see them lift the trophy. <laughs> that's providing everything goes my way. But yeah, that's the irony of it all. But yeah, let's are at home to Toulouse. Um, they, were, they were beaten by them by two points out there, but they bet them fairly comfortably at home. Um, there's a bit of a risk. They've kind of rested them a lot. There's no, there's no fear of them being fresh because they've rested a lot over the last couple of weeks because their Pro 14 qualification was sewn up. But some, like Eddie O'Sullivan's come out and gone, listen, you usually go with your strongest team the week before. Yeah. So he says that's what he's fearful of. And Toulouse are top, of pro, top 14 at the moment. So he reckons they'll be a bit more up and at it and ready. So... I know there's a lot of injuries in this time, so we'll wait and see. And then Munster have it all to play for away to Saracens. Saracens are a solid side. Um, and you know yourself, the, it's stacked against you in your away team. You really have to pull out something special to win the away fixtures in the knockout of Europe. So it could be a dream final for us where we'll have some crack in Newcastle, but we we'll wait and see. But everything and anything is possible. Oh, 100%. You know, uh, it could be a Toulouse-Munster final. Everyone's kind of going, yeah, it'll be the two home teams. But enough's enough it could be anything you just don't know but um, it's just it's stacked against them and of course you would fancy Leinster to just get over the line if if you're really pushed so we wait and see how that goes um, Sam Bennett before you go to where you're going because you're still searching have you Search, got it? yeah no, I had it there <laughs> Sam, uh, Bennett, Sam Bennett who's Sam Bennett cyclist Irish cyclist he won the first two stages of the Tour of Turkey and today he just missed out on a hat-trick and the first three stages came second. He's one of them. He's a bit of a stage winner. Um, he seems to do well on the lower levels. So I don't know whether he's getting the main gig when it comes to the big tours. But if he keeps doing what he's doing, a lot more people might get to know his name if he starts to win a few of the Giros and Tour de France uh, stages. But he kind of picks up a lot of them. But he could be like the next in line to kind of be that kind of sprint. But yeah, he got uh, two for two and then just missed out today, unluckily, in the Tour of Turkey. So that's Sam, Ireland, Sam Bennett. Um, and he might end up like Stephen Roach. Oh, careful now penniless <laughs> uh, I, I'm, always fasc- I'm always fascinated uh, because I've seen one of the local solicitors who is uh, a famous one Mr Keenan Gerald oh Gerald Gerald Keane struggling as well financially and I'm, yeah. always, I'm always fascinated by all these people who make millions upon millions and then end up with absolutely nothing because they just keep spending it they think it's a there life, forever a lifestyle that they, ju- they just cannot they just think it's there forever yeah um, you're going to have to give me a second on this one now. right yeah let's waffle let's waffle let's waffle what can I do uh, unfortunately did you hear anything about Dennis Hogan 
uh, some people class him as Australia's Dennis Hogan, but he's not. He's ours. He just based himself out there. He, he boxer. And oh. perfect record. Went out to Monterey last week in Mexico on Friday. Was it Friday? Anyway, moving on. Jaime Munguia. He's one of uh, Golden Boy's kind of protégés. Lucky it was in Mexico. Anyway, unfortunately, yeah. he was beaten. Um, I probably would have plumbed for a draw, if not potentially a win for Hogan. I'm not, I really don't want to be biased about it, but I watched it, it back. And uh, yeah, the fact that it was in Mexico... Unfortunately, you had to knock him out kind of thing, if you know what I mean. He always felt that he was going to have to do something ridiculous. But it was a seriously good performance, and hopefully that'll open up a few doors. Mungria said he'll go back to Australia and take him on in a rematch, no problem. Okay. Whether that's just being nice, I don't know. How old is he? Uh, he's in his 20s, but he's been out there for years and started his career out there. And it's kind of the same story as you would with the boys who go off to America, but it's just all out of, uh, all out of Spain. A bit like TJ Doney yeah, out, yeah, yeah. uh, out of Australia. But uh, Dennis Hogan, super performance and credit where credit's due because I didn't see much of him before. I always heard about him where it's just a footnote in certain stories where he won another fight, another fight. Um, so I wasn't 100% sure what was going to happen. And then when you read the articles and then you watch the fight, you're going, Jesus, yeah. Another day, another venue, he, he probably could have got it. I think one of them, they, they gave it a draw and the others are about three or four to Jaime Munguia and then of course Vasil Lomachenko completely didn't realise that was Friday into Saturday morning instead of Saturday into oh, Sunday so you missed it I missed it no it didn't matter unfortunately it went the way expected Lomachenko dismantled him quite easy um, credit to Crawler for getting in the ring with him but the guy is arguably the pound for pound king um, and we'll see more of that over the next couple of couple of months um, and then just a quick nod before you are you good? I have it yeah <laughs> and then just a quick nod in relation to Anthony Joshua is now looking for another opponent. Yes. Big baby Miller. There was an abnormality with one of his drug tests. Which is... Now, he's strenuously denying... He, he doesn't look like someone who should have an abnormality. No. He, no. He doesn't look like the type of guy... And he's claiming if he did take it, it's from something that he had no idea it was in. It was one of these... Listen, it could have been a dodgy supplement that we never fully checked out and whatever. It could be genuine, but it's a pretty much done and dusted that it's gone. He's been revoked. His license has been revoked until it's sorted. And they're on the hunt now for somebody new. So, unfortunately, it's going to be potentially... It could be a joker for all we know. But it doesn't matter because on that card, we have Katie Taylor against Delphine Pursue. Huge. Huge. Massive unication fight. It's, it's not going to be an easy fight. Far from an it's easy some record. fight. Yeah, but... She's only lost once. If there was ever a boxer that you have hope with it's Katie Taylor yeah. I mean she's probably if not the best boxer to come out of Ireland I don't think that's the debate really I, to be no. honest I really don't um, but it, it'd be something if she could unify 100% and together. Eddie Hearns come out and said the deal is done and signed with Amanda Serrano because he said this is a proper title fight but he said Serrano will be a super fight where it will actually bring in a few people from outside the game because people know who Serrano is people know who Taylor so it'd be probably the biggest fight for Taylor numbers wise and obviously dollars wise or whatever but hopefully that'll be she'll have two fights two super fights and obviously she'll look after Delphi and pursue and she's only lost once I think she's unbeaten in eight years or something like it's a seriously impressive record yeah. never fought outside of is it Belgium has she never fought out of Belgium no. outside of Belgium or Europe but anyway it's her first away trip I think that's for sure um, so look it's going to be a cracker and then who, 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 who cares about who Joshua's fighting no doubt it'll be some some bum will be brought in unfortunately who is looking for him what's the New Zealand fella Parker Parker was uh, called him out and, and said he's ready to fight him again um, 
Um, That's a payday. Obviously, Terzarla. Oh, Dylan White. I think they all came out. Oh, Dylan White. Listen. Yeah. No matter who comes out, it's not going to be. They'll get a payday, but it'll be a job done and next. It's just another one. He really needs to step it up now, doesn't he? This is his first fight in America. They'll probably go, but that was a shit fight. They might think, yeah, he looked good. He punched hard, but fight somebody proper. They'll probably, he's a bum. You know, they'll give out his opponent. I think they need to get. An American in some some sort of upcoming Somebody, yes. decent anybody, American yeah. someone, but um, I, I, yeah, it'll be interesting. But uh, Alexander Usyk, uh, he's fighting uh, Carlos Takam, who has got a bit of he can he can last. Um, he's a decent, experienced fighter, but that's a cracking fight to start with. And if Usyk makes light work of him, he could easily go straight to fighting the big boys, and that, that's when it'll be really interesting. Who when are Fury? When Shuri fighting, and um, he, isn't there a fight down scheduled for him? Oh, he's fight. Uh, no, uh, Wilder is fighting that uh, Dominic Brazil, who Joshua looked after after he fought for his first world title against Charles Martin. So I ex- fully expect Wilder to kind of look after him. I don't think Wilder has actually or not Fury. I don't think he's uh, anyone confirmed as of yet. And then obviously there's a massive one this week where credit where credit's due to little little Mr. Uh, Glassjaw, Amir Khan. He's fighting another super fighter in Terence Crawford. I expect it to go one way but Khan is a good fighter and credit where credit's due. He, he fights them all. Yeah. Um, unfortunately he might necessarily be at all their levels yeah. but he, he's a good fighter to watch and uh, hopefully he gets out safely. <laughs> oh Glassjaw. Okay. Uh, World Snooker Championships will be starting in a couple of weeks. Uh, I always remember the World Snooker Championships because May the 2nd was uh, Jimmy White's birthday and it's also my Jimmy, we love Jimmy. Birthday. The man who... who never, was awful hair. Uh, peace, hair peace. Never won the World Championship. He's a bit of a Colin Montgomery of, of he, snooker. And he's loved by all. You know, we all love Jimmy and many a fine we watched apart from... No. He didn't take on Doherty. I thought he did for one, but pretty much every fight. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't one final where it wasn't up from. No, and it never happened. Um, there will be no Irish representatives. In That's the, all I heard on the, the radio the last group. couple of days. This guy's out. That guy's out. This guy. Oh, this guy's behind. It's like, oh Christ! Michael Judge in the qualifying last qualifying round got beaten ten six by Boy. amateur James yeah. Cahill. Is he the first amateur to make it? Cahill or Cahill? Well, for us it's Cahill. For them, Cahill. Moran. Moran, Moran. He's been and he has been handed a dream crucible draw after being paired with Ronnie O'Sullivan. His first Um, round clash. Amateurs obviously can obviously go for it. I don't know if they has there been many. I don't really remember a story of an amateur. It must be a first amateur qualifier, not necessarily ever, but in a long time. I don't really remember. Yeah, it's not it's not something that I remember to be honest. But look, it's big business now, and what is it? The record prize now of a half a million, isn't it? Half a million, which Oof. is is big money now. In fairness, um, Mark, which is the Hearns again? Bernie yeah. Hearn, he got into it and, and has made it big again. When he would go on, they're, they're trying everything. They're trying the clock shot and everything with yeah. these things, and they're bringing it to China. And yeah. they are making it a little bit more popular. But the World Championships will always be popular. The only problem is, and I'm looking at the list here of con- contestants. I was going to yeah. say it's like it would strictly <laughs> come dancing to players. Uh, Mark Williams. Is playing Martin Gold, David Gilbert, Joe Perry. I'll just skip who by. Who are you? Uh, Barry Hawkins, Lee Hang, uh, Mark Allen, Zhu Yolong, uh, Judd Trump is playing. I'm not even going to say that. Oh no, is that the end? Oh no. But Ronnie O'Sullivan obviously is playing James Cahill. Mark Selby takes on Xiao Jingdong. 
the problem here is a lot of Asians now in the game, isn't it? But there's no personality still. It's like all sport, unfortunately, and even and that would be the one way you think they'd still be sticking around. Yeah, but even darts is getting boring. Yeah, but in 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 football, you have idiots. <laughs> they don't even have an idiot. <laughs> well, you in know. fairness, Ronnie tries from time to time. Yeah, he's just a bit, a bit of a you know. Yeah, huffy puffy. Yeah, but yeah, no. Uh, so back it, in the day, Warbenick with his forty points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Alex Higgins headbutting you know, someone. Jesus, Cliff Harbour putting you to sleep with all his safeties. Wasn't it Cliff Harbour? Yeah, Cliff. No, yeah. Uh, when him, when Cliff and Terry, Terry Griffiths, Griffiths got together, that was oh, just Jesus. Them matches. Painful. I love a good safety. Painful beauty. I love a good safety, but Christ, man. <laughs> um, but anyhow, so that's coming up, and uh, no. It does be brilliant, anyhow. The snooker is brilliant. It's just I'd love to have someone who came into it. Judd Trump came into they it. Need to bring and back he was big break, big break. They do, don't they? Yeah, get to, a bit, bit like bullseye where we got to know the players, and I'd say that was half the success of the eighties, where you got to know a few of the lads, and they were a bit funny. Same with big break. You know, some of them are funny guys, bit of carriage, and you're like, yeah, do you know what? I'll watch next week. And but to- Tony Virgo. Dennis Taylor they used yeah. to come out and do before sessions and they used yeah. to do jokes and Remember he used to have trick, shots. trick shot championships yeah. and they'd have and they'd tell a few stories and Dennis then do, impre- and do impressions comedian. of each other and sure what is it oh, what's his name I'm going to have to google it for next week but it's the funniest name ever Steve Davis's DJ name it's like a mental name like a proper proper but he's he does turn around the UK now yeah I know yeah, and yeah. speaking of darts because I briefly mentioned it Raphael van der Vaart is taking on the powers that be in the BDO next month at the Danish Open him and his brother are going to be involved. He finished his career out there in Esbjerg uh, last season. And by all accounts, I think that's where the tournament is. Brilliant. But yeah, who knows? That's Could have another Dutch champion. Something different. But with a bit of luck, he's a bit of crack. And uh, we'll see how that goes. This weekend, obviously, we have the Champions Cup. So hopefully Leinster and Munster will get going. Title run-in, City are playing Spurs again. That's going to be a funny one now on, on Saturday morning. Who's going to get themselves up for it? Spurs, presume. hopefully. Yeah, for me, obviously. But you expect... City to have a bit more a bit more motivation for that game than yeah. maybe Spurs but Spurs can't afford to take it easy because it's all well and good being in the Champions League run but it's not going to be if you're not there next year yeah. again so it's it's an interesting one and then Liverpool's game is against Cardiff is a bit more spicier now because great win against Brighton great win uh, only two points behind now so and Brighton are struggling that's a 5 nil hammer the rumours are that Hewton's job is is, 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 it, if, is in danger I mean it's always going to be if you're going to get relegated you're always going to be under pressure But very briefly because I've seen it because I think it's a bit nonsense. I know they have to do something, but the PFA have asked all players to have a social media blackout for 24 hours in relation to me to racism. I think it's probably the, I think it's a silly protest. What man? Just get just get off it for 24 hours. No one would care. I think they'd be doing people a favour being yeah. off it. I don't yeah. think it's going to make me well, not not me, but I don't think it's going to make somebody go, oh, I won't call him a black this and that or yeah. Mohammed Salah is whatever this no. that year or go and eat bacon or whatever they bloody say to him. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Just stupidity. Um, One day, I know they should could try and come up with something, but apparently, yeah, can use just a twenty four hour social media block out. Well, how will they survive that? I have no idea. Uh, Scotland part ways with Alex McLeish because they should have they should never have brought him in, in the first place. <laughs> and uh, we haven't talked about the League of Ireland for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, we must bring it in next week. Yeah, we'll yeah. be a bit more detailed because it's getting very interesting, tasty. And Caulfield had a little ongoing spat with one of his players the other night. Oh, yeah, there was a... 
pushy wushies, not fisty cuffies, <laughs> pushy wushies. Uh, yeah, and some Bit people. They're pumpies, no? There's a lot of people calling for his head down in Cork. Yeah, because he's, he's always been a bit battle. spiky. He's always been a bit yeah. spiky anyway, and he's not one to kind of hold back uh, stereotypical Cork you know I was have yeah. something to say but no in fairness to him he's, he's one of the interesting characters he will give you his opinion yeah. Um, so yeah that's an he's interesting ob- it's obviously turning on the players and of course we, uh, I predicted that Cork would struggle this yeah. year I didn't, pre- I didn't predict that they would struggle that much, that much. Uh, I also kind of said Dundalk might struggle now I think everyone said it with Kenny mm. gone but we didn't predict the rise of Shamrock Rovers as both, quick I suppose, and fast. To now, that, yeah, that may be because of the d- decline of the other two. Mm. That's why it might look so uh, vast. But at the they moment. still have but a great record, regardless. Yeah, you know, they still have. I think they've. I don't know if they lost, but they. I, I think they've won night, whatever the bloody record is. But uh, it's it, it's it's there for the taking now, and keep going the way they are. But they were good to watch. And Dermot Desmond's after buying it. You're joking. Into, into rovers. rovers, yeah, three million, I believe, he's after putting into them. So watch this space. I'm a little bit speechless. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. Anything with a hoop. <laughs> where, do you, where do you go there? Copper listen, face jacks. Where, listen, good luck. Have a good weekend. <laughs> Dermot, we love you. Give us a fiver. Sponsors if you want. Uh, yeah. We'll give you a shout. But anyway, have a wonderful Easter. Uh, what's your Easter egg of choice, my man? Ooh, uh, the fruit and nut one. Uh, with the fruit and nut in the in egg. In the egg. Get in there. Mm. Ruby chocolate is is out now. It's Ruby? a pink chocolate. I don't know. Like it's, yeah, I only found out. It's a pink chocolate called Ruby chocolate. Me, I love me white chocolate, but deep down, I would love a Cadbury's cream egg the size of a Easter egg. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I also said that, but it's really I'd gross. love a Cadbury's egg. Other chocolates are available. I'd love the Cadbury's egg, but we me Snickers bars. I love a Snickers. Right. But do you like them? Creations? Is it marvelous creations or whatever? What's it called? Popping candy one. Oh, that's one. That one. Yeah. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that in an egg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you can get them in the egg. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> it, it is late now. Yes, this is the late midnight jam. Oh. <laughs> anyway, folks, listen. Have how, a great Easter. How do you eat yours? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. They're all lovely. Guests. <laughs> listen. Have a wonderful Easter, Mr. Shannon. Have a good weekend. Everyone, be good to each other. Enjoy your hunts or whatever you're getting up to and uh, we'll see you again next week.